3: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up Podcast. Sally here, back in the studio on a Sunday night after a week off, sitting here with my guy, Neil Schuster, Mr. Icarito. Hello, Neil. Good evening, Sally, live from the Kill House. It's, uh, it's good to be with you. Good to be back on a Sunday night and calling in from the mountain time zone, all bundled up with a sweater on. It's getting cold out west up there in the mile high city. Big Randy. Hello, Mr. Big.
0: Hello, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate you taking my calls. Uh, happy to be here. I think it's officially Christmas season out here with the cold weather. I'm starting to see lights. Can't believe it.
2: Randy, your sweater game has been pretty tight the last six or seven days. Every time I've hopped on the video with you, you're bringing some heat with the sweaters. Trying to, I guess you're trying to keep that heat in. Keep the heat
0: in. And, you know... My most productive days are when I make myself dress like
3: I'm going to the office, even if I'm not mm. going to the office. Love that. Wear some shoes when you work from home.
2: That it, helps a lot. It's You might be employing mm-hmm. a, a bit of a- This sounds like it's uh, about to be an ad read for a no, 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 <laughs> no. Like a formal formal Monday? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, come on. Yeah. How's that going, Neil? It's not going good. It's not going good.
3: <laughs> well, this part is uh, the ad read, but it, it's really just to, to help plug our own content, which Callaway proudly supports, which is we have a new episode of our Film Room series up on our YouTube channel channel where tron carter has done uh, what people have been calling for he plays alternate shot with himself in kansas city at swope park tc obviously took a year to play left-handed this came you know he, he did this several months after his lefty experiment came to an end went back and forth with a whole righty and lefty golf bag with his whole callaway setup he played i i, I don't really think i know understand this he plays the chrome soft as a lefty but the chrome soft x as a righty True. Had to decide what kind of ball he was gonna play for it. He's trying to figure out how to manage the glove situation, which looked a lot looked very uncomfortable. Trying to figure out, you know, should he just on double gloves the whole day? He should have gone with two gloves. Don't spoil the whole time. too much if people haven't watched yet. But.
0: That's true. Or, what you- or no gloves. But that's something I never would have considered. That's that's something you learn. You know, getting in the film room.
2: Also, the golf ball thing, the strategy went out the window pretty quick, too. We were playing a Truvis by whole two or three, you know. So just to give you a little teaser of it's, it was not an easy assignment that TC took on there. But shout out
3: to Callaway, of course, for their uh, support of the, of the film room series. I know people have really, really enjoyed that. We appreciate you watching. Appreciate you. Uh, them bringing it to you as well. And oh. the big
2: guy and I took him on in the, you know, I mean, we were. You we took were him co- a task. We were trying to coach him up in the film room. I mean, there was some provocative stuff. I was pleasantly surprised with both. The, it was very volatile, the highs and the lows.
3: I'm impressed that Neil is in a position now to be a, a, uh, a consultant of some kind on course management and golf course strategy. I say that
2: unsarcastically. We, we've learned, the, the kid has grown up and learned some lessons. I do. It takes a while, but once I pick stuff up. I don't forget it, okay? <laughs> Let that be a lesson to all of you.
3: <laughs> My favorite line I've heard is, it all becomes very clear to me after the fact, like immediately after the fact.
2: But And, and I want to qu- clarify that, because I know that sounds super obvious, but I feel like there's a lot of people, when they're not playing well, they say, I, what am I doing? I don't yeah. know what I'm doing. Like, I, I can't figure it out. It's mo- For me, I would say most of the time, it's, God, I'm so stupid. Like, I know exactly what I'm doing, and it's wrong, and that's the problem.
3: Hmm. Well... Listen, not a lot of people are watching a lot of live golf this time of year. We're going to talk uh, some Houston Open. We're going to talk some LPGA. Obviously, talk some Champions Tour. Mm-hmm. Neil had some wagers going on that. So did Mr. Big. Or, yep, yep. And I would like to say I wanted to watch live
0: LPGA and screw NBC and their contracts. They're terrible. Like,
3: what? Oh, this is brand new information for me. What, what was the issue here, Randy? I don't understand. They, they, they do such a great job week-to-week managing the fact that they broadcast every professional golf event known to man and don't have enough channels to put it on.
0: Like, the best leaderboard of the year on the LPGA, and I think it's just coming on right now. Cool. Coverage, yeah. Well, don't spoil it for us. Tape That's delay. Yeah, very salty. <laughs> anyway, what sorry, Charlie.
3: <laughs> what a joke. Uh, so we threw out some questions to people online. We we're going to, you know, kind of take the back half of this, uh, or maybe the middle half or whatever, and, and and tackle a few topics, you know, that maybe aren't current events related, time sensitive, but we're going to start with uh, more current events, and starting with the Houston Open, all in Twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one officially. Neil, you had some takes before we came on here about about Mister Kokrak. and, uh, of course, you know our uh, sponsored, of course, by our friends at Visit Saudi. Uh, Jason right. Kokrak.
2: I mean, straight up, you know, we. I think the discuss. I'd like to pose the discussion to you guys. Dog, officially a dog, maybe a killer. I mean, three wins in thirteen months now, and. It's interesting because you know a guy like Scotty Scheffler, who we love, gets the nod for the Ryder Cup team. I mean, Koak seems like he's a dog. Scott Scheffler hasn't won a tournament yet, you know, on the on the pro tour. Doug, what do you think? I Randy? know what
3: Randy's gonna have to say about that.
2: Oh my God, Neil, I love this line of
0: thinking. I couldn't agree with you more. Think about all the prominent golfers that have never won three times in their career. You know, Neil, I don't have to oh tell no. you, you guy like Tony. Fino oh my God, I didn't even see it only coming. Won twice. Oh. Right? And I, for Kokrak to win three times on tour in thirteen months, it's uh it's very, mm-hmm. very impressive. Preach, brother. I, I think preach I think the guy absolutely deserves our respect. I am officially re- ready to label him a dog. Maybe hanging with his Saudi friends, he may become a killer in time. <laughs> uh, but I'm not ready to go there just yet.
2: Well, I would I would the other thing I would give him credit for is here and the Charles Schwab challenge, Sunday goes out and gets it. Yep. Just you shut slam the door. You know you go watched. Uh, you know not as much golf as I probably should have this weekend, but it was like I didn't really see Kokrak coming yesterday when I'm watching. You know I thought it was going to be oh my god here comes Tringali like that's the storyline maybe he's going to get his first win. You know Martin Trainer he's holding off the wolves. What's going on here? No Kokrak goes all in on the river and he comes away with all the chips, baby. I mean, he's got a fat stack at the table now. He's pushing people around.
3: He's not. He doesn't have to go all in. He just, he just three betting everyone to death, taking everybody's antes and blinds.
2: But why? still he still seems to be surprising people. Like he surprised. Like my reaction when I, you know, flip it on and I see him on eighteen. He's going to win. I'm like, wow. I just, you know, and I watched earlier in the day, and then I put on some football for a while, come back to it, and I just, you know, I didn't see it coming.
0: So I got a few things. I, I think uh, that sense of surprise, you know, I, I think Kokrak kind of falls in that Scott Stallings, Russell Henley. Um, I'm trying to think of some other contemporaries where, you know, they have they, they have multiple wins, right? You know, three or more wins on, on the tour. Uh, I think in Kokrak's case, you know, he just has never been relevant at a major, which I, I think goes a long way towards that. Oh, shit. Like, oh. Oh God, he's won three times. Like, because he's never been there in, in the biggest uh, events in golf, I think that plays a part in it. And two, you know, he's 36. He's He was a bit of a journeyman up till his breakthrough uh, last October, his first win on tour. But now he's, you know, he's got three of them. Just, just to, on, on the earlier point, like not, I mean, like a guy like Xander, has won four times in his career on, on tour. And you know what? Kokrak's won three times. All three of Kokrak's wins have occurred since the last time Xander won. It's just, it's incredible.
3: I, I, you're disparaging, of course, his T-17 finish at the 2020 U.S. Open, his T-19 finish at the PGA, and a T-23 at the 2019 PGA as well uh I, but oh, come dude, on come I'm on. kidding oh come okay, on Okay, thank
0: you I'm like you're not really gonna argue no those no no okay, no thank
3: who you. else is in that group though I like what you're doing yeah. here of of PGA Tour players like you're not a factor when the majors come around we're not fearing you we don't really need to count on you but like PGA Tour weeks like you are you can be that dude for I, a week
2: it, my, the first name that jumped into my head but he is a major winner now was Gary Woodland because even now these even after winning the yeah. US Open at Pebble like I still surprised when he's climbing up the leaderboard like I was he, surprised
3: he won a US Open yeah, if, for you know that reason mean? I'm with you yeah
2: so I, he, but that's a great category of uh of guy I don't I, I and we're not talking about
3: it. tour wins and no major wins we're talking about like you're not in on the scene in the majors which
2: we, didn't, we that may be a
3: topic for the future, but Hen, you said Henley there. Who else? Cam Tringali is probably in that too. Tringali, yeah.
0: Uh,
2: Scott Stallings is a guy yeah. like that for me. Two other. I would. I mean, honestly, Martin Trainer. Oh my God, <laughs> two, he's got two him. wins and he almost got a third. You know, so like you don't see you never see him coming. Uh, that's that's a, a, a crazy story. Like I'd love to break that down.
3: How about Jonathan Bird? Uh, five PGA tour wins and only one top 10 in a major. Just look, that that one came to mind. That's a lot of PGA tour wins.
0: Yeah. Um, you, you know who, you know, who just graduated from this group is a guy like Harris English mm-hmm. uh, has played really well in the last two U S opens, but that's the only time he's really been relevant in majors. Um,
2: I would, I would throw, he almost is kind of out of this league, but Daniel Berger and Sam Burns a little bit in this league where it's like Sam Burns has won a couple times. In the last 12 months. And every time he wins, we're like, God, look at, you know, I remember you guys talking with Huber about the way he strikes it, the way he drives it, you know, the way he puts it. Like he's just, he's, you know, they like got only good things coming from that guy. He and Berger, you guys were comparing those two. But then I feel like when those guys win, it's always like, oh man, like we've been overlooking him for months. Like no one's talking about these guys. So hmm.
3: I like, yeah, Burns hasn't done anything yet in majors. Berger's got, Couple, he had a couple top tens in 2021, but it hasn't really been a big part of the scene. So, I'm,
0: I'm, guys, I'm, we're we're overlooking maybe the guy, and I hope he's listening, because I, I hope it just fuels him oh, in 2022 yeah, and beyond. Max, yeah, it's Max, yeah, yeah.
3: Max. <laughs> I mean, Max has been a complete non-factor in majors. It's, this is not untrue, Big Randy, but you're going to have to bear the bride. I, I Max, hate saying you, you know that. what I would, I would love to get? I hate saying that. I love, <laughs> would love to get
2: Max in the film room. Big Ooh. Randy coaching him up. Now you see right here? Now you see right here? You know, he's just hanging out on the block, not doing much, just getting run over right here. Like, what's this right here? What's this bullshit right here? You know, run that back. Run that back. You think that's going to work at Augusta? You know, and here he is again, just lally gagging a three putt up there. You know, he's not thinking about his lag putt. He's not thinking about his speed. Unbelievable. Yeah, I'm. I'm mm. sure this will be a That's popular a idea,
3: a popular uh, podcast topic on on uh, around the circuit when we uh, go to talk about Martin Trainer. But can can I do it? Can I just run through his recent run of events? Mm-hmm. Do you want to oh, hear yes, it? Please. Are you ready yes. for this? Yes. Miscut, 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 T fifty eight, miscut, 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 T forty four, T fifty six, miscut, 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 W D, miscut, T forty seven, miscut, miscut, miscut. Hold on, gotta scroll past the Shriners. Miscut, 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 miscut. T forty seven at the Genesis, miscut, mm-hmm. miscut, 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 thirty fourth at the Century Tournament of Champions, which was last, miscut, 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 miscut. That's his OWGR page. Uh,
2: and then uh,
3: what? T five. His T five finish, which I, I honestly hated. See, he bogeyed the last two holes. I believe that he bogey eighteen. He, I know he bogeyed seventeen. That was a, a yeah, and He bogeyed eighteen as Do well. You think he know?
2: Does T5s. he know about the trainer act? That he does.
3: I think he does. Somebody com- uh, he was brought. It was brought to his attention. <laughs> which, for those that don't know, on
2: our on our weekly preview shows, if there's been some improprieties, uh, like Tron not being able to count up all his bets or can't count up the money from his parlays, uh, the trainer act goes into effect, which means you have to put all 100 nuggets on Martin Trainer the next week. <laughs> which the next week that he's
0: playing. Uh, yes, which would have been sick. Can you give some context,
2: Ollie,
0: to like? just Martin trainer, because I, I know you have a good anecdote from back in the day, like, like help people like what, maybe they saw stuff on Twitter or, or for folks that don't really understand, like, like how's this guy even out on tour? Like, like what, what's the deal with Martin trainer?
3: I don't think I fully know. Uh, but I know he won twice in 2018 on the web.com tour at the time. Now, of course, the corn Ferry tour flips over into 2019 and wins the Puerto Rico open by three shots. And,
2: I don't have like the Many people would say that's a curse, right? Now it's been it lifted. Used, it used to I be. know it used to be. That,
3: that was the best that was the best thing going in golf. And <laughs> like since then, it's basically been like what I read out. Like he's just not a not a consistent performer week to week, but has this ridiculous ability to get crazy, crazy hot. He had he had a decent sized lead at one point this weekend. And it just every time I looked up at the screen, it did not look like it was going great. Trying to get the ball in the hole and trying to trying to manage it on a difficult golf course, which we can talk about as well. But uh, I forget who even said it. Which I don't. I would again. I've said this before, and I would not. This is not my words, and I hundred percent do not do not <laughs> it agree just gets
0: with it. Back to Martin. I, I hope he realizes. Yeah. I
3: don't agree with it. I, I really, <laughs> really don't. But someone and I won't. I actually do know who said it, but I won't name their name. Said. He said, "Sally, you would beat Martin Trainer five out of ten times. But, like, one of those times, he's going to beat your brains in so bad that, like, you won't even be able to see. And I don't agree with that. But, like, his this thing is, like, he's not a good, consistent performer week to week, but yet is totally capable of winning golf tournaments a bit against, I'm not going to say the best in the world, but there's a lot of really good players in the field this week and played good enough almost to win. And, so and I,
2: I want to be clear wild. that I have so much, so much respect for someone that can go... What was that like? Oh, basically, oh for forty is what it sounded like with a couple of top forties, like ma- like barely making the cut, and have the mental fortitude yes. to stick with it, and then go out and be like, you know what? What literally one of these weeks is like, it's like what Max said on the NLU pod years ago. Like, today is the day we set the course record. Yeah, today today is the day. Like every day, no, it could be this week. We you just never know. I know that player's in there. Like I, I can't even comprehend that. That's unbelievable. He's played
3: eighty-one PGA Tour events. He's made the cut in fourteen of them. God, that's oh my unreal. God, that's
0: incredible.
3: It's insane, and he won. It. This is his second career top twenty-five today, this week. The other one being the win at the Puerto Rico. The Open. win.
2: I thought he had two wins. Was no, I wrong? No. So he's he got, got one twice win. on the Web.com okay. tour. all right. So that's and, my mistake. Yeah. Just, got
3: one win. I was rooting for him to win. I think that'd be so sick. I I am hundred
2: percent rooting for this guy when he gets into, co- into contention. I, me too. I know we kind of you know the trainer act. we you know it seems like we're we're making fun of him. Which but it's like it, I mean when you boil it down, it's his. It's like unbelievable. Like I got crazy respect for it. I, I hope he realizes
0: it's much more laughing with him than at him, right? Because he's he's got a. There's no way he could keep this up without having you know yeah. Uh, a kind of a, a good attitude about himself, and you know the and like being honest with, about the state of his game.
2: With you know, like Tron and how he talks about Tringali, right? It's like the literal exact opposite. Like a guy that's done nothing but top ten, top twenty, top thirty for years and years and years, but can't get a win. It's like that. Like those are the those are the two sides of the spectrum. And I was kind of rooting for a showdown <laughs> down the stretch. And then guess what? Co Crack comes in. And just he just murders everybody. I know he just executes them all. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's
3: not very kind. Really, wasn't very kind. No, I am with you 100. I have uh, every time you read off one of those miscuts. Remember, there's a flight on the front end of that, a flight on the back Mm -hmm. end. There's arranging your hotel. There's arranging your room. There's practice rounds. There is like so much that goes into that week to week, and And like you got to sign up for that shit. There's
2: not a dime. There's not a dime made. It's just money going out all
3: oh, all hopefully he has some year. off course earnings coming from sponsors and whatnot, you know.
2: And and I just don't understand how you could like, you know, stay the course or not get down. Cause it's not like like you said, tournament of champions, thirty fourth, like dead last, right? It's not like it's all oh, we're right there. We're you know, as Randy and I have been playing a lot of tennis, it's not like he's losing in deuce, right? I mean he's getting smoked on service games and he's getting broken. That's a tough scene. <laughs> I mean, he's made
0: he's made less than a hundred thousand dollars the last two years on tour. Twenty one, he had twenty eight starts and he made sixty thousand dollars. It's incredible. What
2: a guy! I love stories like that. I that's know, part I of what you. makes pro golf such a, a special I'm, sport. I'm right there with you, big guy.
3: He finished last in that tournament champions by eight as well. Like it wasn't like it's it's amazing. Like it really is amazing. But like that's the it, keep throwing shots at the board is. Like we we'll, we're gonna we're gonna talk to somebody later in the show when she calls in for like understanding the the probably somewhat thin line of like whether or not like trying to figure out whether or not I can do this out here and like oh a hundred percent I can and actually how at times how thin that line can be uh, and, and we we will discuss that when she does call into the show here it looks like it's gonna be very soon here um, and it, it's it's that's what's crazy is like you there's guys that I that we know here in Jacksonville that are talking about hanging it up that like a few years ago were like a back nine away from getting their tour card. And it's just, it's, it's crazy. The volume of those guys. So,
0: and, and yeah, just to tie a bow on it, like any Martin Trainor is basically could be so many guys, right. But he, he got hot at the right moment. He put four rounds together. Like he, all the mini tour guys we know are, I, I think like capable of that in some way. And yet it just happened for Martin, you know, which I, I don't, it's just fascinating. Hope he that. stays
3: hot. I know it sucks that this, like the falls must come to an end now, but who knows? Like
0: all those guys dreaming, it's like that's like Martin Trainers, like that's, that's kind of what they're, they're hoping for. It's like, God, just get, get hot one week and then who knows? What do you guys think of Memorial Park
2: watching on TV? The first thing that jumped out to me was the size of the greens. I felt like they were showing a lot of par three shots and there was just like massive, pinnable areas and like the par 3 is going from like it could be a 150 yard shot or 190 yard shot so I uh I like to see the pros play you know something like that which is I think that dictates a lot of strategy I see guys in their yardage books
3: kind of standing over shots for a little longer than you would expect them to. Just a little bit of lack of comfort, the firmness that it's played for each of the last two years, the short grass around the greens. I think it scores being as low as as high as they were this time around. I I think it's a perfect, great fall event. It's taken advantage of some really good conditions in Houston, and I think it's a great addition to the tour tour calendar.
2: And it would be great if they were playing more Texas events in. This time of year, I know. You know, well, that,
3: it just it, it does suck though that it, like no one's watching, no one's paying attention.
2: It is. True, but the golf courses feel like this is yes. when they're they are totally primed down there in Texas instead of when they're you know playing them before the Masters and it's just a it's it's a you know slop fest.
3: Um, Hundred uh, percent. Before we get to our guest, who I believe is waiting in the green room here, football fans, if you are not, uh, it, it, hopefully you are ready to score some free bets. Now you can bet. When you bet on any NFL game this week with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, new customers who bet just $1 on either team to score can win $100 in free bets. When a team scores, you score. And if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings does not leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So, Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code NLU. Bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets if they score. You score with promo code NLU this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So let's bring back in, uh, bring bring in our guest here for a second here because we have something to celebrate on this podcast. Uh, we have watched agonizingly for weeks and weeks and weeks, and if not months, refreshing our phones every week, checking scores, and that is Lauren Coughlin, now officially an LPGA Tour member for the next year. Lauren, welcome to the podcast. How how are we celebrating tonight?
1: Um, I just had dinner with my grandmother and my sister.
3: Um Hell yeah.
1: so yeah. <laughs> my sis my sister was in town just visiting my grandmother. She lives like an hour twenty minutes south of where the tournament was. And so my sister had never seen me play golf before in person. Really? So yeah. She's like not much of a golfer at all. Like pretty much <laughs> like doesn't want anything to do with it, but she came out to sport today. So it was awesome. Yeah, we just had dinner and gonna have some more drinks probably when i get (laughs) when i get back in the house
3: (laughs) some more drinks i like that
2: that means there's been some drinks uh you (laughs) know consumed what did grandma say
1: oh grandma of course was super happy um i mean she's in on it but not too much uh my grandfather was the big was you know the one that got me in golf he passed away three years ago so he was really like the main one but she she keeps it on in, in his legacy and but she's not a golfer either. So she she just knows like the bare minimum.
3: <laughs> well, th- for for the listeners that aren't familiar with your story or your background or or any of this or why why we care so much as well, <laughs> tell us a little bit about you know your your journey in professional golf and uh, and and how big of a of relief and why your smile is so big on your face right now that we can see. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so I graduated University of Virginia in 2016. Went to Q school that year, got status on Smetra Tour for 2017, um, only made a few cuts, really didn't play good, um, wanted to quit. Didn't quit, um, went to Q school, got my card for LPGA that year, and then kind of the similar thing, didn't really play great at all in 2018, my rookie year on LPGA. Um, only made four cuts, only made $12,000, and I kind of really – hit rock bottom towards the end of that year, like really only went to Q school cause I had already paid for it. And so I was like, well, I kind of I can't really, I already paid for it, so I can't get my money back. So I'll go again. And kind of again was like, if I don't get LPGA status, like I'm, I'm, I'm done and ended up getting status again at Q series. The first year they had it and have kind of been p- conditional ever since for LPGA and then I started conditional again this year. Played a few Symmetra events, just kind of get ready. A few Monday qualifiers, didn't get through, but got, in, got into Hawaii and then made the cut there, which kind of reshuffled me for the rest of the year. And so I've been playing LPGA since about May. But I just kind of ran out of starts towards the end of the year. I mean, I was really playing really, really good golf, and I really truly believe that I just if I just got one more opportunity, I would get it done and so, you know, came and had a blast with you guys this past weekend at the M.I.T. <laughs> you,
2: you, you took more than that yeah, <laughs> yeah. I see the jackets in the back of this video uh, shot that we it could is. It really yeah,
1: is, yeah, it's right there. <laughs> it's right back there. Um, but, yeah, and then, yeah, just didn't even see the golf course um, on Sunday, getting ready for the practice round for the Monday. Just told Caddy John, just kind of tell me where to hit it, and I'll hit it. And so he kind of went and walked it. I was just kind of more just getting used to the greens. And just hit a few balls just to make sure, well, one, because I had just played in like 30 mile an hour winds for a few days. So I needed to hit some full shots, not punch shots like I had for like two days straight. <laughs> and um, yeah, just kind of told me where to go and where where you want me to hit it. I'll hit it there. And then I did and I started making some putts and ended up shooting, made like a 30 footer on 17 to get to three under and win win the Monday and then again similar thing I only played nine holes on Tuesday because pretty you know the Monday takes a lot out of you mentally and not not really physically but mentally more than anything and then so didn't even ever see the back nine again just told Caddy John tell me where you want me to hit it I'll hit it and yeah that's <laughs> the definition kind of, of young,
3: young hitting right there <laughs> just tell me where you want me to hit it and I'll hit it but so but tell like set the scene here for us right you say you're running out of starts coming into this week You are not in the Pelican this week. You are sitting at 106th on the race to the CME. You are looking down the barrel of going back to Q Q Series. And you Monday into this tournament, first of all, what's it like? You're you're playing for your job as of Monday and then also every round this week. What's it like playing? Is is it any different than a week-to-week, a normal week on the LPGA Tour?
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I was pretty good. Like Monday, I don't think I was super stressed at all caddy john even told me you know that i looked different out there he said he never sensed any kind of nerves or anything and i think that's more of a testament just kind of the mental space that i was in coming into it and more just like the belief in my game that i didn't think that anybody out there could beat me and in the monday specifically like i didn't think anybody could beat me out there so as long as i played my game that i would be fine and then Yeah, but then, you know, come Thursday, I'm two over through four. But again, I just kind of, I don't know, just things kind of started clicking, and then I ended up shooting, like, five under that first day, and I was just so jacked up from that point on. It was more just, like, trying to keep myself level. A lot of it was the the rest of the day. I mean, even the next day, it was a little bit, but I had gotten so far ahead that I wasn't really worried about the cut so much. I was thinking about other things. But that back nine today was... My heart was going for sure. Um I, I actually looked at my whoop before because, like, I was on. I teed off on eighteen today, and I like I smoked my drive. Like, I actually Nelly, or I mean, sorry, not Nelly. Jess and Gabby kind of hit it, especially when it was into the wind. They would hit it probably like fifteen twenty by me, but I was right up with them on eighteen today. And then I even told them I was like, "Dude, I can feel my adrenaline. Like, my heart is going." <laughs> And I looked, and it was it spiked big time there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what What did they say when you said that?
1: Ooh, Caddy John. Yeah. I mean, he was just trying to keep me keep me calm as much as possible. But it was more like it wasn't a nervousness. It was more just like adrenaline because I was pumped up because um, I wanted to get it done. And it, I had like a, I had 159 yards into into the wind, but mainly with a little bit of left to right into it. And water short. I had 147 cover, and he could. I could tell he kind of wanted me to hit six, but I was like, I, I just even with my adrenaline, I just you can't tell me to hit. I, you're not going to convince me to hit that. I was like, I'm just literally just going to try to cut this my my five hybrid, which we call fiddle. I'm I'm going to cut this fiddle in there, and like it's below my feet. It's going to take enough off of it. I really really think so. So he was like, all right, do it. Let me see it. And Yeah, I mean, it cut like thirty yards, which took a ton off of it, and ended up hitting a couple yards short. And I had like eight feet for birdie. So after that, I felt walking up, I felt like I was like I had just like won the golf tournament because I kind of knew that like (laughs) I I had kind of knew I kind of just I was trying not to watch a lot of the day just because I didn't want to get in my head, but I'd kind of figured out that like I think I could bogey and be okay. So once I hit that shot and I knew I had like eight feet, I was like, all right, I'm good.
0: <laughs> Taking it back to last weekend at the NIT, the three-hole shootout, uh, which it was you against seven other flight <laughs> winners. Uh, standing on the first hole of the three-hole shootout, were you nervous at all?
1: A little bit, yeah. Not, as, <laughs> not quite as nervous as I was those last couple holes. But okay. yes, I definitely was. There was some adrenaline and stuff going for sure.
2: So the people know she, Lauren hit it uh, in howling wind to what, 15 feet for Eagle on a, on a reachable par four to first, first tee shot of the, uh, of the shootout.
3: Next week, it'll be 10 feet. The next week it'll be four yeah. feet. Yeah. yeah. It was like, it was like
1: 30, 35
3: <laughs> Okay, Fair <feet>. enough.
2: Fair <laughs> enough.
0: Well, and then you, yeah, you had some fun anecdotes this week. I know you said it was like the first time you've ever really been interviewed post round. Yeah, um, for sure. How, yeah. What, what's that like? Was that surreal? I mean, you had some people out there following you today. You had your own fan group out there. I'm sure you signed some autographs. Talk to me about, you know, kind of the, the feeling of a lot of firsts this week.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was only a couple back after the first round was what, which was awesome. I mean, I had seven birdies in the Eagle in that first round, which was a lot. And, yeah. um,
3: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah,
1: it was crazy. But I remember after that first, or was it the second? I don't even remember when I got interviewed. But I had been interviewed after, like, Symmetra events before. But it's just, like, one media person who's just kind of, like, recording it on their phone. Nothing like, not like Beth Ann Nichols and Stevie Banks and, some, like, some cameras and stuff. Like, that had never happened before. So that was pretty awesome. I mean, I think it just more reconfirmed just, like, how I felt my game leading up to this week and yeah, I was just, yeah, it was a lot. I mean, I gave, I handed out a lot of golf balls to little kids, um, signed autographs for sure. Took some pictures. Yeah, it was great. It was a lot of fun. I, that was really what the whole goal was just trying to enjoy this week as much as I could, even with all the stress, I guess the the stress going into it, but just trying to enjoy it because it was basically a bonus.
2: You're one Oh six heading into this week. You need to get into the top hundred to get your, get your card. Is that, that's the number you're looking at.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And when you Mondayed in, did you know, like, I need to get top 20. I need to get like, what, is it a guess based on like, you know, the other people in the top, you know, from 100 to one Oh six, like it's obviously a you know moving target, but by Sunday you knew what you had to do.
1: I tried not to look at it. Um, husband John had it all figured out. <laughs>
3: For those that don't know, her caddy and her husband are both named John, and they're different people. That's why there's caddy (laughs) John and husband John.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and there's also coach John, too, but I'll discuss (laughs) the side of the point. But uh, John Pond had figured it out. He told me, but I told him I didn't want to know because I thought if I worried about it too much, I would just kind of stay right around there and not do any better. And so he didn't tell me. He had it all figured out. Um,
3: yes, he but did. I had kind he posted of, about it. We all we all were yeah. T24 better and we're good. We, we all knew. saw it. we knew. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, again, I tried to stay away just because I knew if I knew it would, it would yeah. really get in my head. So I didn't I didn't want to know.
3: What changed for you on, on the back half of this year? Because it seems like you in talking to you, you, you and I, you know, we talk all of us talk to you on a near weekly basis. Your confidence seems to have evolved greatly from even five, six months ago. I don't know when the turning point was or what was it. What what was it? If there was something, and how can you speak to uh, you know realizing the the talent that you do have?
1: Yeah, I mean, I spoke about it in that interview, but I was basically, I think, I hit rock bottom in terms of my putting at KPMG, and more just like knowing how good I hit the golf ball. Like I, I just saw it, and I was like wow, like there, I, there, I was like, there's no way I should have missed this cut. Like I hit the golf ball so good. There was no way that I should miss this, miss this cut. And so that was kind of, I think where I hit rock bottom. And I just started talking to people a lot. I mean, you know, I was talking to you guys, Solly, Neil. I was talking to my husband. I was talking with my coach. I was talking with Caddy John. I ended up talking with Bob Rotella, Mark Sweeney of Aimpoint. I just kind of started talking about putting a lot with people and what would I feel when I'm over the ball on the putting green. And basically what would happen was, is I would miss a putt and I would automatically just assume that I was the reason I missed the putt. I would automatically think, Oh, I pulled it. I pushed it. You know, I hit it too hard. I didn't read it good. Like whatever. I would automatically assume it was something I did. And so when you do that, like (laughs) I could have hit a perfect putt and it just hit something. And so talking with Bob Rotella a few weeks ago and, and Beth Ann wrote about it, like the three club challenge. Like, I think just finally it just like clicked in my head that there's absolutely nothing wrong with my, my stroke. I just need to go and just get the ball in the hole (laughs) and not assume that it's me. Rotella had me watch this like hour long putting video of him and Faxon talking about putting. And my main takeaway was, you know, Faxon, judges whether he not he made a putt about whether or not he stayed basically stayed in his process if he stayed in his process he considers it a make whether or not (laughs) whether or not he made it or not and so I think I kind of just took that over a little bit and I stopped really like picking a point on where I was aiming and more just feeling it aiming more just aiming firing on based on feel and all of a sudden they started to go in at home and I went and played a fun round with some friends and I shot like six under and then I saw it happen in some more at the NIT, you know, like, cause it was still like a tournament round for me. And so seeing it go in in like a tournament round, just kind of really reinforced that it was working and then it happened again at the Monday. And so I just kind of just kept seeing more and more and more stuff of where of confirming of what I was doing was right. And so I think that was really kind of all what the whole culmination of everything that happened.
0: So to, you finishing ninety seventh on the CME that gives you essentially entry guaranteed entry into all the early season LPG events. Is is that the the big takeaway then?
1: Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I'll always pretty much any full field event I'm gonna get into. Okay. So like the priority go list goes one through eighty on current year money, and then it goes one through ten on Sumetra and then eighty one through a hundred. And then the only way I'll get bumped is by people in the current year top eighty on the money list. So I mean, worst case, I don't. I mean, yeah, I don't think I'll get bumped much. I'll pretty much. I'm pretty much guaranteed every single event next year, not a major.
2: Hell yeah! God, that's. I mean. That's sweet.
3: Like, that's all what we kind needed. Of,
1: what kind of pressure that's all like, I needed.
3: Like <laughs> you've been playing so good, it's like we just need to.
2: You need to be in the events. That's all we need. Yeah. So that, exactly. that that changes everything, right? You can set your schedule. You can, it, like, it just gives you room to breathe. Like, what does that, tr- like, truly mean to you f- as a professional? Like, do you feel like you, you've, you you know, in- like, just, I, I just want to know, like, what that feels like. Is it just a giant, like, sigh of relief?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's the first year I haven't had to go to Q school in my whole career. So that's a huge accomplish- accomplishment. Um, I mean, I'm really, really glad to not have to go to Q school. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I think I was talking to my parents and they were like, well, your final, like your final, the final round today was basically like Q school for me It was really what it ended up instead of having to go do eight days of it. I only had to do a day of it or th- this week, pretty much.
3: I'd say but, starting Monday, you were in Q, in Q school, yeah. really? You're playing yeah. for your job for five straight rounds.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think it still hasn't like quite sunk in because I'm still like just pretty like just jacked up about it. Um, but it's for sure. I mean it's just a huge relief to not have to do that. It's a huge relief to know that I can pick where I want to play next year. It's a huge relief knowing that I'm just I have a place to play all year.
2: You get to enjoy the holidays.
1: Yes. I, yes, right. I don't have to go the first, second week of December down to Alabama. Yeah.
0: <laughs> any uh any, I, I know you said majors accepting any events that you have not played in on the L P J tour that you're particularly looking forward to?
1: Um well I did play like a full year back in twenty eighteen, my rookie year. Um okay. again minus the majors. Um I really would like to get in the A and A or the now Chevron. I haven't played in that. I know it's a major, but mm-hmm. um I'm excited to play LA again. I really like Wilshire Country Club. Um I'm really excited to play there. Uh I'm hoping I can, you know, do well enough and get into Vegas. That would be sick for the match play. But those are the main ones. I mean all of the majors. I haven't played a British or a Scottish. The Scottish would be sick to be able to get in that Mm. would be really cool.
3: We might have to make a trip out of that if that does that come to fruition.
0: So. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to put any pressure on you either, Lauren, but, you know, that new <laughs> event in Cincinnati, I, I better
1: see you oh,
3: wow. in Cincinnati next year.
1: There. I'll 100% be there.
3: Okay. All right. <laughs> awesome. Well, on behalf of all of us here, thank you for making the No Laying Up hit, Young Hitters program. Very proud. We're extremely excited for you. We can't wait to see what's next. This is just a stepping stone because we know what you're capable of and uh, truly can't wait to see you just ball strike that tour to death next year. So. Oh,
2: I'm or so excited. Lauren could not be happier for you. Yes. Congratulations. This is. Is, like truly awesome, made made thank be, you guys. Like the it's highlight of the year, month, whatever you want to call it. It's great stuff.
1: Thank you guys so much, and thanks for having me on. And First congrats time on the big, the big again,
2: Congrats on winning the NIT yeah, as well. The big, well, yeah. right?
1: <laughs> you know, you know, I, I put the jacket on this morning just for goodbyes.
2: <laughs> that's why it's in the car. <laughs> she what drove what to the I course do. in it. I love it. <laughs> oh, that's great. All
3: right, Lauren, take care. We'll see you soon. Thank you guys. There it was, the winner of the Pelican uh, this week on the LPGA Tour, Lauren Coglin. There she in is our, in our minds. But uh, the hit, the hitters are hitting.
0: Uh, uh, the the hitters big are time. Hitting. God, are that, hitting.
2: I mean, truly, Randy, you were quoted in Beth Ann's piece. You know, I would kind of know what a, what it feels like to be a parent. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like kind of. You know, that was I, that that kind of spoke to my soul as a not as not a parent. I mean, <laughs> right. I'm refreshing all day. Carson's like, "Why are you on your phone?" I'm like, "I'm looking at the LPGA leaderboard." Back off! I was playing in a tournament, refreshing it. She yeah. made two bogeys. I
3: was I was dying. I couldn't take it. But I know. Uh, oh. no, uh, that is very. On the Pelican note, how much of the uh, the Pelican were you guys able to catch on the on the live stream there, big?
0: Well, I I was able to honestly between the live stream uh, on our message board, the Refuge folks were. It was a very lively live thread with tons of updates. Uh, I was following along on Twitter. I was trying to get. I was refreshing the leaderboard. I was trying to get information from as many sources as possible. It was a hell of a tournament. Uh, I know Lauren was kind of number one, her her story number one in our minds, but um, tons on the line and it came down to it. Four-way playoffs, some theatrics at the end. It, it was, that's what I mean. It's just a shame that it just wasn't on live on Golf Channel because it it was such a good event with like, Pretty much all the marquee players in contention.
2: And so I, I asked like I feel lucky that I have you guys. I hit the Slack channel like serious question like, am I able to watch <laughs> the LPGA? Like what? Like because because I I was on a bike ride. I came back. I was like, I'm basically, you know, I guess I could search for it. You know, but it's like it just sucks. Like if if you're just a you know casual fan, you're like, oh, I want to check in on this. You have to you have to do the work. To find it, to log in, to get a stream to whatever. It's just a lot of friction and that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> it's
3: not great. I, I wasn't able to catch it until really the seventeenth hole today. And then I look up and Nellie Corda makes a triple bogey uh, on seventeen from the middle of the fairway. She missed a gimme after and Lexi Thompson had a four foot par putt, maybe on seventeen to to hold it to keep a two shot lead going into eighteen. Nelly has now fallen two behind Lexi, and there's a, a, another group at 17 under. Lexi you know, hits a, a okay second shot into 18. Hits a great lag putt up to about four feet. Again, has a four-footer to win the tournament. Doesn't sniff the hole. Nelly drills a drive, drills a seven iron in there, drains the birdie putt. Now we have a four-way playoff with Nelly Corda, Lydia Ko, se Kim, and Lexi. They all go For, play.
0: All major winners. All four major, major winners.
3: winners. se Kim and Lydia Ko had both chipped up decently close on 18 and Lexi has a five footer, you know, she's in tight. She's got five feet, maybe six feet for Birdie. Nellie's got the same putt she had in, in regulation, drains it again. And Lexi, this time, doesn't hit the hole again uh, on the left side. It's just like, I, I don't, I, I, I'm pretty indifferent to Lexi. I don't root for her, I don't root against her. And man, it just feels like this happens so freaking often with her. It's, it's painful. It, I, it makes me uncomfortable to watch. She's for sure got some demons. We
0: saw it at the U S open at Olympic. It's one of those things where honestly it makes it compelling, but almost in a car crash kind of way. Like you, you just can't take your eyes off of it. I I don't know what's next for her, but she just obviously doesn't look comfortable, you know, (laughs) over short putts, especially when they really matter. Uh, I, I, Randy, I got some do thoughts. you know can help her about out. that? Yeah, I, was <laughs> I was gonna say if she if she wants to come out to Denver, I could I could kind of walk her through what helped me at least. But uh, which is what it, explain to the people. Well, for me, I, I first of all, you just gotta admit it, right? I, I think when I started to embrace, like you know, I I suck, like I really have a problem <laughs> here, uh, and then you can begin searching for answers. And for me, it settled on a, a variation of the claw grip and. You know, I I don't. And are you still doing? Butter, but I the mental I think mess I'm better. No, that was that was kind of That was a phase. Okay, yeah, that was that was like beta testing. You know, we we had to go through that <laughs> to to get out the other side. Um, it, yeah, I I don't envy her. You know, I, I think she's got a face that she's got a problem. And hopefully, I, the only way you're gonna fix it is you you have to radically change things. And it will be interesting. You know, what her putting stroke
3: looks like next year she, she
2: needs the paddles huh she's got to shock the uh shock the system
3: she's got to shock the system that's exactly right so, so a lot of people ask me about this is not even an ad about the Truvis the soccer ball balls that I love to use like what do you like about them I'm like well I like them because I put really well with them it helped me learn how to read putts it helped me blah 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 so n- when I put poorly with it I feel like an idiot, okay? Like, I feel, I'm like, oh yeah, because I putt really good. And then you miss four foot, you're like, well, okay, that feels dumb. That's how I feel with Lexi with the glove while you're putting. Like, it's not working, Um, right? So, why are we still wearing the glove? I, I I cannot understand that. It's time oh, to man. give that up.
2: That feels a little bit like a vanity thing, though. Like I don't know, you know what I mean? Like I don't I don't know if that's what's <laughs> throwing know. her putts offline or making her have bad reads. I think uh, it, uh, well, it, it does look good. I'll yeah. tell you that. It's <laughs> not yeah, exactly. helping. Right? It's not helping. That's where I'm at. It's like <laughs> we're talking about it. Yeah. So. <laughs> I
3: think you could you could take the glove off for some put- if you're trying to feel around the hole a little bit better, have a little yeah. bit better touch. Uh, I think the glove can come off. Uh,
2: but, I, I would like to say. I mean, guys, is this one more? you know, one more step on the road to 11 for Nelly. You know, I know (laughs) it's not a major, but like, God, seeing the ball go through the hoop multiple times, I think 11 majors is, I'm feeling really good about that. I'm feeling really good about over.
0: And that's what I was going to say. You know, this win for Nelly does a few things. Like it's obviously anytime you win is a big deal, but she jumps back ahead in the player of the year race, which on, on the LPGA, um, the, the each year's winner of the player of the year award gets one hall of fame point Their their hall of fame is total merit-based. You have to accrue 27 points. So it's a, it's a big deal. Um, she's 10 points up on Jin Young-Ko. Essentially Jin Young-Ko has to finish first or second next week at the tour championship just to have a chance. Uh, and, you know, Nelly, depending on where she finishes could take away that chance. So it, it fourth win of the year, Plus a ma- you know a major in there plus the Olympic gold medal it's it's the coming out party for Nelly that everybody was waiting for. Let's and go, baby! <laughs> yeah, Neil. To your point, I think we go to work on eleven starting next. Next stop
2: year. is eleven, man. Fast <laughs> forward. I I truly love it. Like I hope that this this uh, what you call it a bit if you want lasts for the next decade. I, I, this is my <laughs> it's gonna favorite. Have to. It's gonna. This is a great storyline for me to just. Keep doing NLU in perpetuity until Nelly gets to eleven, and then then I'm hanging it up. I'm retiring. I'm going into a different field.
0: Throw the Richard Nixon, you know, peace 100%, signs. Hundred percent. Like guys, yeah. I'm
2: sorry. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna phase
3: myself out here. <laughs> you guys ready to get to some news? Sure. I know this news that uh, just you should. You guys should have seen how excited Randy was for this. He cannot wait to plop down in front of the television and watch uh, something that the PGA Tour has announced. Very vaguely, uh, or hasn't announced, excuse me, an exclusive from Golf Week. And of course, it comes from Eamon Lynch, the guy, the hardest working man, hardest working scoop getter in golf. Uh, the PGA Tour plans to create a series of lucrative international tournaments that will offer guaranteed money to the world's best players. It intends to stage between four and six events annually outside of the U.S., in Europe, Asia, and in the Middle East. It will begin in the fall of 2023 at the earliest, though possibly not until 2024. Uh, Details are still to be determined on this, but the only thing we do know is that they're going to offer the top players guaranteed money. Uh, Gosh, yeah, Uh, I'm Uh not reading too closely in between the lines here of any fans
2: that are asking for this. So it's an international WGC. Basically, it's worse. But that's, I mean, it's it's like it lacks imagination. It's... It's just rinse and repeat.
0: Uh, uh, no, it's just, it's pure like panic and reaction to what the PGL and the Saudi League are, are doing I is what it reads like to me. Is like, oh God, we got a problem. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, no, we're going to do a series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sure. When's it going to start? Uh, yeah, let's say fall 23 at the earliest. <laughs> Who could say at this point? You know, uh, a lot of moving pieces. Uh, yeah, it just as like, oh my God, they they are, it feels like to me that the tour has like painted themselves into a corner almost with, you know, you got your marquee players that obviously feel like they deserve and want more money and there's no built-in apparatus as of right now to like get them that money. Golf has been merit-based forever and ever. And so we're kind of seeing on the fly these outside groups plus the tour, are all trying to figure it out as they go along. Um, I don't have a lot of confidence in the tour coming up with great ideas. I mean, I f- figure if they, the, the group that's kind of gotten them to this point, isn't going to be the ones to miraculously save the day. I, I think it would take some really fresh leadership, outside ideas, minds. Uh, but we'll see. I don't know. What do you guys, Solly? What,
3: what I mean, what do you make of this? I mean, you pretty much nailed it. I once th- thought. All right, at minimum, the PGL threat, and this is before the Saudi League even came, you know, even to into existence, or I don't know if it does exist. I don't know. I'm super confused. I once thought, like, all right, you know what? At minimum, this is really gonna drive things to change on the PGA tour, and we're gonna reap the benefits from it. And I am off that bandwagon now because I think it and even listen to we did an interview with Justin Thomas this past week. You know, he he had the line in the in the interview saying something about it's about making the product better and it's just like crystal clear now, and it should have been clear, and it's been semi-clear to me for quite some time that we have very different images of what the product means because for the players, the product means that paper, and uh, for at no point, no one is talking about making this sport more entertaining to watch on television. No one's talking about that. It's all about funneling money to these top players, and if anything, and from what I'm hearing about what's going on in the television contract world and the developments, you know, the tour are gonna to be taking over the broadcast, but that's gonna at least take a couple years for that to come into existence. The new broadcast deal with all the money going up, golf channel cutting costs, all this stuff, it's it's truly only gonna get worse. And like all of the all of the bitching and complaining we've done over the past five years is just like falling on totally deaf ears. And it's the television product is but if you boil I'm it, defeated.
2: If you boil it down, no cut events is their answer to rewarding the top players. Right. Are those it's inherently guaranteed money? It's not even no cut. Well, Guaranteed Getting, like, money. Are those a bad idea? Like, let's, I want to boil it down to like the, like maybe like root units. Is that a bad idea or is it just because the broadcast remains the same? They're not any more exciting than they should be. Like if you change the broadcast, would that be a better vehicle for golf fans?
3: I, I think that's the only change in vehicle that, that can, re- unless you can yeah. start going to really interesting rural Melbourne style golf courses, the only way to, to do this is like a, a true investment in like presenting it in a way that doesn't make you want to blow your, blow your brains out. Like, I'm serious. <laughs> like, you can't sit there and watch, I can't sit there and watch that many commercials. Like, there's no yeah. golf that, there's almost no golf that's worth that. I mean, not even, that's not even PGA Tour. Like PGA Championship this past year was like the same commercial load, and it, with an incredible tournament going on, and you couldn't stay with it. Um, yeah.
0: And 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 where, where I like? That was what I thought the the Pip program was the Pip that that Hermes trying to win.
3: Are we like forty <laughs> like isn't million that, dollars? Isn't is that not- just the cash giveaway? Like what? It, it seems like. I don't know. I feel like that needs to be a hundred million and need to go to like twenty-five guys instead of forty to eight. If for it to make a true difference,
2: are we? Are we? When is the pip announced? It's not going to be announced.
3: It's a, no. It's, that's the thing. It's it's, it's totally secret. I yeah. thought
2: they announced it, but they didn't announce the way that they dole it out. Uh, Golf Week will have. Amon's going
3: to have the scoop when it does go get doled out. But no, they're, they're not announcing when wow. it's actually going. to yeah. so It's
2: like injuries. Yeah, it's fuck like fuck it's like all the good.
3: Yeah, I uh, know.
2: So that's where it just. Double down on what you just said, Sally, like the product is very different to us as it is to the players, right? And what was, what is and
3: was, you know, initially extremely intriguing about the PGL and I'm still intrigued and I'm very curious to hear more on that and i believe we will in the very near future was like the like just totally starting not starting yeah starting from scratch like we're taking mm-hmm. this we're ripping this thing down to the studs and we're remodeling our we're doing our whole kitchen we're doing herringbone backsplashes yeah. You know, we're doing quartz countertops. We're putting the hood in. Like we're
2: doing God, it's all always deep of this, in
0: the DIY. You know, scene. The,
2: the electrical grid is fucked, and we're gonna just <laughs> we're gonna build all new power lines. Everything we're going underground with everything. Fiber only, like straight. Uh, you from, better get straight some from the permits.
0: Get you better get some some freaking permits. I
2: think that's what they're this. struggling with right now. They can't, they're, <laughs> so they're stuck in the up. courts. City hall kicking through yeah. all.
3: Yeah, it's a bureaucratic nightmare. Uh, but like the tour, just like patching on a bunch of stuff, like it, it is. It's like fixing potholes. Have you ever been to those places that have potholes that you fix the pothole and then you have to fix the fix of the pothole? That's like what they're doing, and there's nothing addressing the core of this. Which like, and to their defense, like they're like truly just holding on with both, you know, with both cl- with claws on both hands to these guys.
2: Yeah, because the money's really good for the PGA tour. Like every the current system works for the the current. You know, the people running it right now, it's almost like, yo, let's not let's not stop the music until I, what it sounds like to me till I retire. You know, it's like, yes, OK, let's just yes. get it. Let, like, yo, I got five years. I just got to get this over the finish line and then I'm chilling. Yeah. And then it's like, it's, yeah, it, I'm going to come on the pod and tell you everything that was wrong with this with this place. It's,
0: yeah, it's just short term. It's, it's just sh- putting out fire short term and just putting off important long term decisions.
2: So it's good Better. to have some competition. I mean, at least we're, you know, I, I hope they're challenged on some of this stuff. I just, yeah.
3: I just think it's going to end up with more meaningless golf played. and
0: Because that's the thing is like nobody cares as as a fan. Like you don't care the amount of money these guys are winning, right? Like I, I feel pretty confident saying like nobody cares about that. That's not why anybody watches sports, no, no matter what the sport, right? Like, The the best tennis players make a ton of money. F one drivers make a ton. Like, there's a ton of money out there. But that it feels like golf. Like that's what they fall back on. With like, oh my god, the FedEx Cup. Who's gonna win fifteen million? Like, dude, no one, nobody cares about that. You got to figure out a way to give us some captivating storylines. And I I think that's just where they like how jacked up did we get about Martin
2: Martin Trainer earlier in this pod, right? Like, what? That's a storyline. Like, but like I've never. I never heard him speak, right? Like they they're not they're not trying to I mean, why would they, right? He's not a star, but I'm just saying there's no vehicle to explore that stuff cuz there's so many guys and there's so many like guys that blend together that there's just and there's so many tournaments that it's just everything gets lost in the shuffle. Well, also
3: like thinking about this, we've dedicated our lives to covering this sport and, you know, follow golf religiously, checking every leaderboard every week, whatever what are you what were you more tuned in to, or what are you more tuned into? Hamilton versus Verstappen right now in Formula One or Cantley versus Rahm in the FedEx Cup final? Like how much of right. an indictment of the of the like the presentation of it is that, right? I mean
0: Exactly. And no, that's exactly right. Because they they can't they can't paint that picture why I should care, right? right. I, I I I have a hard time. Maybe putting it in words, but at the end of the day, it's like you, you got to tell me why I should care whether Patrick Cantlay or John Rahm wins this thing beyond just like how big of a check they get to cash. And I think uh, part of that
2: problem is that the story is too complicated, right? Like in F, like the F one example, it's very clear. It's like yo, know, there's ten teams, there's two drivers each, and these are the two top teams. Like all the other stuff with F one is very complicated. How much money each car is worth, and like there's a lot of stuff in there that I don't get. But it's like okay, we've got these two drivers. It's these two teams. This is it. Out right? of the twenty, and Out I know the, all twenty. Yeah, I know all the twenty, but I know that these are the two top guys. Whereas with like the FedEx, for example, you don't even know how the points are calculated, right? So it's like I don't know that majors are worth more. I don't know like season long. Oh, we got the super season. I need a real big win. How big is that win? Like what? You know, there's just there's like it's over. It's over complicated. So you know, the story's not any good.
0: And and that's that's the dirty little secret, and I think that's what has gotten me on board with something like the PGL is maybe maybe stroke play golf isn't it right like like maybe tournament after tournament of stroke play golf just it, it's not it's not providing those things for us. Uh, that's why everybody gravitates towards the majors because we can easily we understand the broader historical context of winning a major. Uh, and week to week, a 70 to hole, seventy-two hole stroke play event, it, it just, it 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 just doesn't matter that much anymore. <laughs> no.
3: That's, when you do it every uh, week, it you know, are you doing it any week? How about that? Put that on the T-shirt. So if you if if you create teams <laughs> you and you happen. play a bunch of match play, and all of a
0: sudden you got rivalries, it's like, man, does that seem more interesting, or just keep going along playing seventy-two hole stroke play events? It's hmm. More it's to crazy, come
3: man. There. Let's work, work a yeah. question in as it relates to this. We got uh, from, from at, uh, at Kutch underscore T. He would, he would like us to have a deep discussion on fans and their place in golf. Do we have too much access to players through alleys like social media? Why should players on tour give a hoot about the fans? Why shouldn't they? I'm a serious golf fan constantly thinking about where I find a place as a fan. I think a lot of us are feeling this, Kutch underscore T. Um, and that's, I, I, I find, I, you know, I, I find myself off Mike asking a lot of players, like, what do you, what do you play for? Like, what, what am I, what am I rooting for here? And I thought JT had great, gave a great answer on Mike about that, about him playing for trophies and wants to have historical significance in the game of some kind, more than just chasing the biggest cash grab. You know, I think Rory's probably along the same lines of that. I don't know where Brooks is on that. I don't know where Bryson is on that. I don't know where a lot of the guys are on that, but it's kind of a lot of what we talked about in terms of like. I don't know – I don't feel like I have a seat at the table as a fan on this whole thing that's going on.
2: Well, I think what's missing in golf compared to other sports is what you just said before is there's no team aspect to it, right? So if – if like the simple answer is yes, if the players care about money, like the, the larger the, – you know, the better their brand is, the more they should care about what the fans think of them. For a long time, because of Tiger, they didn't have to because you could be, I don't know, you know, J.J. Henry or – like I, I'm going to throw some strays out here, right? Like, or uh, this would be a fun game. Yeah, Brian God, Gay, you could... And like, you can win a golf tournament and you, you could, you could just make money and be in the background and have a great living. But now with the pip and like, if there's going to be a breakaway tour, it's like, man, you better have a name for yourself. If you're going to get so, like, they're, they're basically trying to pick off the top 20, top 40 guys. And they need guys that can bring fans with them. Right. so, if these guys are, you know, thinking uh, like long term, I would say they should definitely care about what fans think. But there's no, there's no Red Bull team around them. There's no Houston Rockets around them that's gonna like help like amplify their message. There, none of these guys really have. Um, there's no collective I, I w- bargaining. I would say none of them have a somebody running their social accounts like you see in other sports or like teams that are like putting highlights out of them playing awesome, which then gets them more fans. You know what I mean? Because there's no, they do
3: have that. It's just run quite, I would say, that, obviously by I, no, the no,
2: I would say the top guys do, but yeah, yeah it's yeah. run by the tour. So now you have a tour that doesn't, that's basically trying to represent everybody. So they're not going to represent anybody better. Right. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of unique things to golf that, and specifically that it not being a team game that I think, you know, not being a team game, and there being a ton of them, yeah. whereas like other individual sports, boxing, there's a very few dudes that matter. Yeah. Tennis, there's very few guys and girls that matter, right? And so though, then they can build up a team around that, you know, brand, I guess. And so the top, the top flight people make the money. Um, but I I gotta think that that's gonna become more and more important. You're seeing the PGA Tour as they're reacting to all this stuff, saying like we're going to reward the people that move the needle. Okay, so you better be moving the needle the next, you know, three to five years or you might get left behind. It's
0: an interesting question. It's an interesting topic. You know, what? and it's certainly something that's been debated in a lot of places for a long time is, what you know, what do athletes owe fans? I I would say, like, I, I don't demand anything, I guess, from athletes. Like, I don't feel like they necessarily owe us anything. But at the same token if, if you're not going to give us anything, you know, don't expect my adoration or don't expect me to care about you. You know, it's, it's a little bit of a two way street. I think social media in, in theory is great, right? It's an avenue for players to directly communicate with the fans. I think there's a ton of downside risk and not much upside though. uh, For the majority of people, I, I think it, as, as we kind of see through the years, it athletes just take on kind of a bland corporate uh, voice and it just gets neutered. So I'll, I'll say, you know, the only, I only feel comfortable answering this very personally. And I guess I, I am drawn to, and I appreciate athletes that will share the truth about themselves and whether that be through interviews or whatever the vehicle to do that. Um, I I think my enjoyment of sport comes with understanding a little bit about who the athlete is, what they've been through, perhaps why something matters. Um, I I find that fulfilling, enriching. And yeah, I I guess I, I end of the day, I guess I just appreciate the athletes who do that. Uh, it's Joey, Votto, such
3: a, Joey Votto got me back into baseball with the, <laughs> that podcast with Jim Day. Like that, Joey, I, that's my example there.
0: Joey Votto is like my favorite athlete of all time for that reason. Uh, honestly, and I I know I say this a lot, but like Phil Mickelson is that way for me. Love him or hate him. I think he's interesting. I think he gives you something. So I, it's, it's really interesting. I, but I don't think athletes, I, you know, one place I went with this was the whole like, what do they owe talking to reporters? You know, that's, that's sort of a a hot topic right now. Um, Like part of me, it is kind of part of their job. I think to, to speak to their performance right in uh, upon conclusion of the events, but I I don't really think they owe us a ton. I I think the smart ones kind of understand and maybe for egotistical purposes, but the, the people that get it kind of, Give you, uh, they they give you some of their selves, which is great.
2: You brought up something that I missed there, Randy, which is there is a lot of downside in the social media, right? There's, you know, people could get they get got. There's there's a, you know, (laughs) the canceling is nigh, right? So I'm sure that's weighing heavily on some of these guys. But I I would bring up in golf, similar to Votto, I think would be Can'tley, a guy that on paper on TV looks as boring as they come, as monotonous and just like, no, no, thank you. But then whenever, and so he's able to kind of fly under the radar and I'm sure in his mind, he's like, cool, I'm just going to like win tournaments and make a ton of money and I don't really care. But then at the Ryder (laughs) cup, it's like, they ask him a question and it's like, Holy shit, man. Like that is a super interesting answer. (laughs) He was thoughtful (laughs) in the podcast. He was great. And you just, you think about, yeah, a a tour, like a PGL where there's only 40 guys and he can't fly under the radar. And it's like, yeah, if you ask him directly, he's like the perfect witness. Like, well, you didn't ask me. Like, I got a lot to say, but just nobody, nobody asked me the question. It's like, if he like, you know, had, they didn't have as many guys to talk to. It'd be like, cool. Uh, Now you're going to hear a lot more from a guy like this. And you're going to like learn to appreciate him. You're going to have a reason to root for him.
3: On, uh, let's keep going with some questions here because we've got some good ones here from at Nealer knows. This might be your uh, burner account, Neil. But uh, <laughs> what should a golf channel actually look like? Randy, I'm going to throw it to you first.
0: Oh, gosh. This is a hard question. Let me, let me say I've been watching a ton of tennis channel lately. And the reason I do that is it's great just background uh, while I work at my desk. I just have it on and I don't necessarily need the sound on. But what, I, what they really do a good job of is they just show a boatload of tennis. And it sounds so simple, but to me, Golf Channel should show a boatload of golf, right? I think there should be secondary options on a day like today where you have the PGA Tour, you have a big champions event, you have an LPGA Tour, uh, whether it be through like a Good online streaming service, uh, easy to attain, easy to find. It, it, that's that should be the heartbeat of of Golf Channel. And I, as I'm saying this, I realize that they do show a ton of live golf. So I, I think what loses me with Golf Channel is I find the original programming to be a bit vanilla. It's it's not of doesn't interest. Exist. <laughs> Yeah, it's not of interest to me. Um, but I don't know. Let me. I, I feel like I'm rambling, and I don't know if necessarily know if I have a great answer. But let me throw this to you: like, how much original programming should Golf Channel have? Like, what what, what do you guys? What's the model for Golf Channel for you?
3: If you ask me, golf is perhaps the greatest game uh, in terms of the ways you can cover it away from the professional side. Right? Tennis is. Like tennis courts are tennis courts, right? There's not amazing tennis destinations all over the world. There's not no, amazing. And it's
0: also a lot easier to film,
3: which is like they yeah. just set up a couple of hard
0: cameras and they you know what those are, Chris? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> which, which that's what it comes back to with golf a little bit is like it is the hardest. Like I know that's cliche, but it, 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 it
3: is the hardest sport to, to show. And, television is different than like youtube right it is but there's so much interesting ways to waste time not waste time it's very valuable please please continue to watch our videos but there's an interesting way to experience golf online that the television is not giving you right like there's so much original programming that is just done by uh you know people that like i'm not taking full credit from this there's many 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 video outlets for golf on there but like why do I have to go online to see people covering resorts or golf courses or random places that are under the radar? I feel like Golf Channel, I guess, sold out is a fair way to say it a long time ago, and they only would go do a travel series if somebody was paying them money to do it. And that model is what has basically like made them lose their original programming momentum. It, it, there's something to like, not everything we do on our YouTube channel is for money or for profit of any kind. It's like to create interesting content. And it felt like that channel stopped trying to create interesting content a long time ago. Um, Faraday lasted a long time. I always found that to be interesting content. That's original. That's you know their own interviews. It is it, it, in way more expensive to produce than it probably needs to be. I think they have this belief that Things have to be of this amazing quality. They have to have this many engineers, it has to be all this. And I'm sure there's union and related, you know, things that they have to follow and whatnot. But like Big Break was good television. Like I, I watched that when it was on. Like flip it on. It's you created a weird drama out of nothing. You filmed it in like 10 days and you got like 10 weeks of material out of it. Like that was good content. Uh stuff like that, you know, followed by the next, you know, show might be. You know, insert favorite YouTuber actually has his own travel series in, in that spot. And next hour-long slot is someone else doing it. And I feel like that—that that is what a golf channel should look like because this sport has so many more things to offer other than just talking about pro golf all day every day.
2: Yeah, I, I first shout out to Nealer Nose. Great, great question. I was thinking about it today uh, while I was trying to watch three tournaments. If I perfect world golf channel to me is it's red zone for, for NFL, but it's across tours. So it's written into the contract that they have a host and they're cutting back and forth between the LPGA and the Champions Tour and the PGA Tour and just kind of hitting you with like, okay, where's the most exciting action going on right now? And then maybe they're doing a picture-in-picture picture because there's two big putts dropping or maybe like the model is out there. Right with NFL Network and and NFL Red Zone, and then on the on the side of the original programming, I think NFL Network does a really good job with like they hook me with a football life sometimes mm. and top NFL ten films. top fifty players of all time, and they just show like some historic highlights. Like I I can't really think of a lot of like top ten chips and majors or top ten drives or top ten freaking golf holes in the world. Like that those are to me you have all the You kind of they. I I gotta assume they have the replay rights for content. Like, how can they not go back and be like, "Yo, top ten comebacks of all time."
3: Yes, the the Tiger Woods journey to eighty-two victories, whatever that was. uh, Maybe that was the tour, PGA Tour, entertainment that made that. I don't know exactly how that worked. Whenever that's on, and that that is must watch. Like, I I will tune in to watch that all the time. So I
2: don't need the whole tournament. It's like you have so many tournaments to pull from. How is that? And it always feels like when they do these specials, like you know, they do it like on the Friday after Thanksgiving, like, oh, we're doing a Jack biopic yep. or a Tiger one. It's just a one-off. It's like, why don't you make that repeatable? If oh, you're the they pe- repeat it very, very many no, times. No, just yeah, that I specific know. one, though. It's <laughs> like, yeah. I don't need a whole – I need the top ten. Like That's the repeatable format that every other sports network is employing at mm-hmm. 2 a.m., right? Or, you know, you're playing old golf tournaments. That's fine, too. But I, I the combination of I'm going to be there for the red zone – the picture and picture, like you're gonna tell me what's going on in golf today, and then you could probably get me to come back if it was like, oh, I'll stick around for like top ten moments in yeah. Masters history. So I just don't think it's, I don't, have, I don't know how contracts work, but I don't think it's that complicated, right? And how how can the PGA Tour not dictate to the networks like, yo, we want to make Golf Channel the, you know, fallback option when we don't have anywhere else to put something. Like, we're going to have this red zone model where they're going to be able to go here and go there as needed because that's important to golf fans.
3: Well said. Two more of these. Uh, at Parker Corin. you're Mike Wan's new distance czar, but you only get to implement mm. a change to one piece of equipment. What equipment and what about it changes?
2: Mm. The golf ball. What changes? Everything, honestly, since I watched that Phil video, yes, of him talking about making the golf ball spin. Yeah, uh, I don't know if he's like putting liquid in the ball, whatever he's fucking talking about. (laughs) I have never been the same. It's like, yeah, I don't care how far the ball goes, as long as it goes offline. And if you turn the driver into back into one of the hardest clubs in the bag to hit, then I am like, I'm happy, right? And if if somebody can master the art of hitting it long and straight with a ball that spins then I'm, I uh, sign me up for that.
0: I, yeah. I hate to say same, but that's, that's exactly what I would do. Go back to the ball. What was like the tour ballada right before the first pro V one, right. That spun a lot. You could shape it. I, I think that would, that, that would get you so far instead of having to institute a ton of restrictions on equipment and the clubs, um, like Neil said, it would just introduce a greater challenge, and honestly, it would reward. You know, we would see guys. I, I think. I think it would show a much more uh, broader set of skills from guys being able to really shape the ball, curve it, and and work it,
3: and take spin off on wedges and and all these shots yeah. that just aren't that required much. I, just for the sake of a different answer, I'll say let's cut the driver head size. 360 cc's is plenty mm, i like that one too i mean there's just the the reason why bryson's able to whale on the ball as hard as he wants jt all these dudes that swing it and 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 just whip it hard with little fear is the miss hits are too good and the the reason why 1997 masters was so intriguing was tiger was hitting this sweet spots that were the size of a dime and like an eighth of an inch off from that was giving you an entirely different result, which is not what happens currently with the, with current equipment. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, last one of these we'll get to uh, at Federated Soft. He says, major predictions for 2022.
2: I hadn't thought about this until he sent this in. Mm-hmm. I like that question. I added that one in there.
3: We know who's going to win uh, the Masters, of course. Or do you guys want to take any other picks for the Masters? Uh, Rory.
2: Spieth, Whoa, it's Rory. Rory. Rory's my <laughs> Masters pick. I like it. Yep. I think I, I just I feel I feel good about it. I want to root for it. I'm going on record. I think Rory's going to win the Masters. He's going to do it. <laughs> Taste it, Randy.
3: Big. <laughs> yeah, speed I think Spieth might win seven <laughs> majors of next year. Spieth is going to win the Masters. He's going to win the Masters <laughs> twice next year. Uh, Rom
2: for Southern Hills for me. Um, and then oh, the oh, you're saying
0: Phil's not going to defend.
2: I've got Rom for Southern Hills for US Open. No, that's no, sorry, PGA, PGA. PGA. I have Sam Burns. At the PGA. At the PGA. I mm. feel like Sam Burns is a PGA winner right now. It just feels like a place where he gets super hot. Uh I don't It seems don't, like par fours are a big deal out there driving the ball. He, he feels like a a dude that's gonna win in, you know, Oklahoma. Sign me up for Sam Burns. Probably,
3: I would check the DraftKings Sportsbook if I were you for odds on that because they're probably pretty good. Yeah, that's probably pretty, pretty good play. Uh, I'm going Rom for that and then Kepka at the US Open and Louis Usteizen at the old
2: course again. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Uh, Randy, who you got it at the PGA? Um
0: I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, give us something. I mean, I mean I'm trying to even think who would be like a fun winner. Um You can't say lefty. Southern Hills. Yeah, I, I it might be a speed slam next
3: year. I think he might win all four. <laughs> okay, I wish people could see the little look that Randy gives off in the distance when he comes up with something especially quirky to say. Who'd you
2: pick for the U.S. Open?
3: I picked, uh, uh, Kepka.
2: Kepka. I've got, I've got
3: Rom. Oh, U.S. Open. Oh, no, okay, no, sorry. You know back who I'm back. forgetting about is
0: uh, Morikawa is going to win somewhere. Mm. Love him.
2: Mm. So let's put Neil, I'll put him as the winner at uh, Southern Hills. Okay. And then U.S. Open at the Country Club. Uh, gosh. Sally, what's the course fit like?
3: Honestly, I don't know yet. Okay. <laughs> it's been redesigned. Uh, we'll take, Come on,
0: Randy. Uh, yeah. We'll take uh, you guys think Victor's going to win one next year?
2: Interesting.
3: Probably not a U.S. Open for him, but uh, uh,
2: I don't have him in my picks.
3: You know what would be fun is like you can literally pick any four dudes. Like you got to pick four. It could be in any order though. We each pick four for the majors, and like whoever wins the most out of that group, that could be a fun little bet. We a pool we could do next year. Okay, I'll say that out loud now. We should we should go for that.
0: Yeah, who's? I mean, yeah, honestly, like Rom. I think I'll Rom. pick repeats. Rom for the U.S. Open.
2: And then I've got Spieth for. Old course. The old course. I, I think that, that fits because oh, yeah. it just seems like a speethy kind of win mm. at a historic place. And I, I like his uh, his magic around the old course.
0: God, I'll take Bryson at the old course. I, just I, to, oh. that,
2: I, that's the only other way I was going to go with that. Bullying
3: the, the, the golf the, course.
0: God, the Scottish will lose their minds.
2: <laughs> that, that's kind of it'll fun be, to root for. Th-
0: yeah, I know he'll be thirty under. It just totally desecrates the speaking place. Speaking of
2: Bryson, I do. I want to apologize again. I played in a Hickory tournament like two weeks ago, and I got dominated by some fire ants. Dominated, and my my legs are like I can't get the bites to go away. I mean, it's a serious, like if truly dangerous animals. I think we were not fair to him on the, on the fire ant stuff. So I just want to get that out there. Other tour related. Well, hold on, players. We didn't. We didn't do the fifth major. Oh no, no, no. Oh. we're not doing that. I got Rom to
3: win the fifth major. Mm, okay. Um, I think cow is going to win one of those very. That's soon. That's a good pick. Yeah, too. that seems like it should, should work.
2: Randy, who do you got for the players?
3: Give me. Uh, do coke rack? You won't.
2: You won't <laughs> do
0: it. I I I I think our beautiful boy Max might win a big one next Love year.
3: It. Put me down for Max at the players. Okay news that i thought we broke several uh, like a month ago that uh just came out this week officially of course from Eamon lynch at golf week uh rory McElroy splits with pete cowan returns to long time what do you know about that what do you know about a while ago i mean
2: we e- we, we e- breaks it i uh, that's a that's a solid scoop. it was it
3: was it was not on the most firm footing I, I was a little soft on my wording i said based on my understanding i i don't believe they're working together anymore it sounds like it's I'm just very confused on the whole relationship because when I put that out there, Pete Cowan, you know, was reached via text and said, yes, we are still working together. And yet, you know, my very good sources related to this were saying, and though they haven't worked together since the Ryder Cup and it's going to be just Rory and Michael Bannon now. This was maybe a little bit more of a COVID situation than it was even a a swing a coaching change situation because Michael Bannon was not able to be out there as much on tour and whatnot. Um, Anyways, he said, Rory said, yes, Michael and I are back working together. I've always had a relationship with Pete, and I'll ask for his input if I feel needed, but now it's Michael and me. so
2: Well, um, Cowan's got a little bit of an out here because he, as an investor going forward, he can always say that he's working with players that he's not working with. Yes.
3: and so cow- if they're those- paying him
2: winnings going on an ongoing basis, then uh, he's, he's, he can say, yeah you know I'm, a, I'm, a, uh, I'm, I'm definitely work, I'm an advisor.
3: Well, for those that aren't familiar, Cowan has a thing with his players, and that you are, he, he's paid by, I believe, 4% of top tens. Of, of, it's the only way that his players pay him. And, but you got to either do that, like, basically, if you want to break up with him and not be coached by him, you got to chip him off in some way, an undisclosed way. I don't know what it is, uh, or else you can never come back and so I don't know if Rory has, has to chip him off as a regard. I don't know what he was paying him as a, as a percentage of winnings or any of that. I truly don't understand their relationship. Uh, there's so much weird coaching stuff that I feel like has happened in the past couple of years with Butch Harmon and Spieth and Cameron McCormick when that was way over overstated what was going on there. Um, so I don't know. It seems weird, but it seems like Rory is, is back to just being – the, 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 trying to get back to being the dude that he was with Michael Bannon, and, uh,
2: which, and that's why he's going to win the Masters.
0: That's why? Yes, God, if he wins the Masters, he might he might not lose a major again. I, I would take him <laughs> for the next
3: twenty. Over as under, soon as he gets one, 10 and he's going to start rolling downhill. Eleven majors for Rory.
2: What's he got right now? Five. He's got four. Four. He's had four since twenty fourteen. Ah, uh, man, I don't know. He's no Nelly, that's for sure. Any thoughts? on you guys on the, think?
0: Go ahead. Uh, do you guys think Phil has another? oh at the US Open
2: come ever? on
3: come on
0: he's got to have one more run i'm out only, do- on, I'm come only on. doing
2: that so i could have one more dismissive comment no, at you. we need swimming. to hope randy that uh, that phil just keeps beating up on the old and we can keep cashing tickets <laughs> that's on, right on baby the champions tour big win in the desert for lefty randy and i plus, were on him this week plus 350 plus easiest 350 money winner tickets Hell i mean yeah. they were handing that money out baby it's, Let's go.
3: It's wild seeing Phil play like Kirk Triplett and, like, and realize they're playing in the same sporting event. Any thoughts on the European Tour changing their name to the DP World Tour? I mean, all
2: the DP jokes have been made this past sure, week, so we sure, don't need sure. to uh, chime some, in
0: there. Some some really X-rated ones too that I was For not sure. expecting.
2: Yeah, the, all I'd say is similar to what Randy said about the PGA Tour. It feels like a very reactive move to say like, oh. Uh, the Saudis are taking over the Asian tour. Well, no, we're the world tour. Like we called it first, uh, or shortly thereafter. And everybody's, it's just, everybody's reacting right now. All, all tours are reacting to each other. It's a total standoff.
3: It, it, it has been a world tour for a long time. It's never, it has not been the European tour for quite some, some time. It didn't make sense to be called that. So I get it. Uh, just an interesting step in, in naming tours after, you know, with a sponsor, um, at some point, does the PJ yeah. Tour become the FedEx Cup Tour
2: or the FedEx Tour? I, didn't, I actually didn't even think about the spot. I was focused more on yeah. the world part. You didn't think the, about the DP. the, the DP part? <laughs> I didn't really think about uh, what the DP meant. I didn't want to go X rated.
0: I I don't think that would bother me. You know, we already have I'm it with finally, the Corn Fairy it, Tour. It's whatever. Yeah,
3: I I could not get bothered about that. That doesn't that doesn't bother me at all. If uh, if somehow it means less commercials, which of course we know it doesn't. So that's all I've got.
2: Anything else you guys are burning on? Just a few updates uh, around the uh, around the house here. I think, uh, first off, Taurus Sauce, it's Kingsley week. So, got a great episode of uh, Taurus Sauce coming up Wednesday, live premiere, 9 p.m. Eastern. Come join us in the Maimed. YouTube. It's fun. Yeah, excited about that one. Uh, Aimed after Sir Ben Kingsley. Not many people realize that's that. That's right. That's exactly right, Randy. And we get into that history on the episode. So, uh, come on in. Go comment on the uh, YouTube videos if you want to win a Precision Pro rangefinder. Comment competitions better be funny and pithy. Yours truly is uh, judging those comments. Uh, And then in the Pro Shop, we've got the holiday promotion. Black Friday, Cyber Monday stuff is starting today. Uh, If you were on the newsletter, it started on Friday. Uh, But we're running a 15% off on orders over $150 until November 30th. We got a ton of stuff in there uh, and and more coming, so we're going to... Basically, offer the discount for the next two weeks. Uh, we don't do site-wide discounts except for like this two weeks every year. Unless nope. you're a nest member, excuse me. Unless you're a nest member, then you get fifteen percent off. Neil, what's the all nest? The
0: Neil, what is the nest? Where can I where can I find out more about that?
2: Uh, no laying up forward slash join, and that is a community of avid golfers uh, that get a bunch of perks throughout the year, including. The potential to play in the Nest Invitational Tournament, which Lauren Coughlin is the second winner of, second annual winner of, and then went on to, you know, get her LPGA Tour card. So there's a lot of good stuff going on in the Nest right now.
3: And we tried to rig it against Lauren to win, very much so. Me personally, I tried to rig, For sure. rig it. I made her play off plus three. Uh, with the other Corn Fairy guys playing off plus six, uh, same tees, and she was still went out and won it.
2: But so. that, that's pretty much what the Nest is. It's We're trying to get people to meet up and play golf, so we're doing events all over the country. There's an event series. Uh, actually, a good time to sign up for the Nest because you get the annual member gift, which ships out to all 2021 members in January of 2022. I am really excited about the member gift this mm-hmm. year. It's got some some uh, uh, some thought went into it. Let me put it that way. What's so, the website again for those listening? No laying up.com forward slash join mm. for the nest. The pro shop is store.nolaying 15% off orders over 150. All nest members over the next two weeks get 20% off all orders. Ooh. So keep that in mind. Wow. Think about joining the nest. And yeah, I just think it's, you know, we don't really pimp the uh the store too often. I think we've got it's holiday incredible. boxes, we've got holderness and born stuff, we've got rowback hoodies, we've got towels, tees, hats. I mean, Randy, what don't we have in there, man? I, honestly, I it's it's unbelievable. And I, you know what? I put I've been putting a lot of work into it with Ben and Tron the last like two three weeks, making sure we're ready to go for the holidays. So if you're looking for a gift for a golfer, think about a small shop. We appreciate the support, and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's go uh, let's go launch them. Cheers! Thank you,
3: boys. Have a great week, and we will see you guys back here again next week. Cheers.